Hello and welcome to Safe Travels. I'm your host, Damien. The Safe Travels podcast is about finding expert advice so you can enjoy worry-free travel. Disney parks are starting to open over the next month, but how are they opening? What are the new rules? What do travelers need to know? That's what we will be talking about today. We will be joined by Julie Elster from DoubleYourWDW.com, which is a great planning site, tons of information for Disney trip planning for both first-timers and seasoned pros. Julie knows the current Disney opening plan and will lay everything out for us. She talks about the different opening dates for the resorts, the parks, and the restaurants. They're a little bit different. What precautions Disney will take as far as safety, what will be open, what won't. It will be a very different Disney for a while, and we will talk about all the current changes so you know what's up. Show notes will be available. You can visit our Twitter feed at Safe Travels FM. That's the Twitter handle. Go there for links to the show notes. Please enjoy this discussion with Julie Elster about how the Disney parks are going to open back up. Julie, thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you for inviting me on your show. I'm excited to be here. Would you mind introducing yourself? You can tell the audience a little bit about what you do and who you are and your area of expertise. Yeah, my name is Julie Elster, and I am a Disney World planning expert. Uh, I have a Disney World planning-specific website called WRWDW.com. I have a planning podcast, um, a YouTube channel. So anything Disney planning-related, I'm obsessed with. I'm kind of type A when it comes to that kind of thing. I love the planning as much as going to the park. So I'm here for all things. Disney World planning. Planning things, that's a rare thing to be into. How did this all start for you? (laughs) Yeah, so I've been going to Disney World since I was a little kid. And when growing up, we would go every year, every other year. And then as an adult with my own family, it was like, all right, we'll go once a year. And then we did a big family trip with my grandparents, parents, my brothers, their wives, their kids. So everybody and a whole bunch of people in the group had never been to Disney World. So I'm trying to point them to resources to help them because Disney World's unlike any other vacation where the planning is, it's crucial. So trying to point them to just, you know, a single really great resource, it proved to be impossible. So after that trip was over, I was like, this is something that I want to put together myself a website that is organized and easy to follow and just has everything you need to know in order to plan your trip to Disney World. And your website has resources for planning. Do you help people plan trips as well or is it more informational? Uh, It's definitely informational. That's my area of expertise. I'm not a travel agent, but I do partner with a travel agent because I know a lot of people come to me and trust me, you know, when they're trying to figure out what to do with their trips. And so I want to make sure I'm not just like, oh yeah, find a travel agent. So I partnered up with somebody who I use personally. And so she will help if people on my website are looking to actually book trips as well. That's great. So they can start and they can learn about things and then move right towards booking. Yeah. And there's definitely a difference between just a regular travel agent and somebody who's Disney specific, which is why I felt like that was an important component to what I was doing into the website. So I want to talk to you today about the parks are going to start reopening soon. We're working through coronavirus. Everything's been shut down for a while. And I know they are working on a reopening plan. And you know some of the details about this. Can you help us understand a little bit the current plan to reopen the Oh, yeah. There's a lot going on. So... I think that there are three big parts to the reopening. There's the resorts, the parks themselves, and the restaurants. So if it's okay with you, I'd like to touch on each of those individually. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Okay. So why don't we start with resorts? Because that's the thing that's opening first. Only a handful of resorts are opening up 
before the parks do. And those are resorts that are linked to the Disney Vacation Club, which is like their version of a timeshare. So if you own in the timeshare or if you're like renting points from somebody who owns, you're able to check into a handful of the resort starting on June 22nd. And it's not even all of the resorts because now, I don't know if you've heard this in the news, the NBA is going to be playing at Walt Disney World at the ESPN mm-hmm. Wide World of Sports Complex that's at Disney World. So they're taking up an entire resort themselves. So it's just a handful of resorts and we don't even have opening dates. Like as of today, you and I are talking for all of the remaining resorts. So it's really going to be a very limited experience. If you have reservations for resorts, I would recommend just keeping an eye on following up with Disney because those resort reservations may end up changing. So does that include resorts that are at the parks and then other locations as well? Yeah, this is just Disney specific resorts. I can't speak to, you know, independent resorts outside of Disney World, but the Disney resorts, Mm -hmm. it's just a handful of the resorts. So if you have a resort reservation and it's not on this list, you could end up being moved to a different resort. So so with your reservation, you're definitely going to want to follow up with Disney and make sure that your resort is still where you're going to be staying. It's an incredibly confusing time. And that's always why like, I tend to work with travel agents just because it kind of puts that the onus on them to follow up with it. And then things, even just like day visits to resorts are going to be different. You need face coverings. You need to either have a resort reservation or a restaurant reservation. So you can't just like pop in and out of Disney World resorts. So is it a common thing to go to the resorts and not the parks? Or I assume those are pretty well tied together. It is. So if you've ever been to Disney World, it's a bubble. You're in like, you're in the Disney universe. There aren't a whole lot of outside resorts, restaurants, things like that. So when you're at Disney World, you're dining Disney World, you're eating Disney World. That's for the most part how people do it. So having the resorts not all be open is going to be different. Having you know, a screening to get into the resorts where it's like you have to have a face covering, you have to have a resort or a dining reservation. It's all very different. There's no popping in and out. Resort hopping is something that a lot of people do at the parks. And especially like around the holidays, if things like this are going to continue through 2020, it's going to change how the holidays look at Disney World. So if you're expecting to see, you know, Christmas decorations or they do giant gingerbread houses inside the resorts, you're not going to see stuff like that. And you're not going to be able to just pop in and out of the resorts. So they open, some open on June 22nd, is that right? Some open June 22nd. I suspect some won't be opening at all. And some of them, we just don't have opening dates yet, unfortunately. But I will say they're going to be doing things like obviously increased cleaning of high touch areas, just like common spaces. Housekeeping in your room will be every other day instead of every day. There'll be a lot of like individually wrapped amenities and toiletries in your room. So they're going to really try and go with the least amount of contact as possible when it comes to resorts and face coverings. Anywhere you go in the resorts, you have to have a face covering. Okay. So I assume employees will be in masks and guests and everybody. Yep. All of the cast members at Disney World are going to be required to wear masks and so are the guests. And that's even at the resort. So obviously in your room, it's a different story. But when you're just walking around the resorts, you still have to wear a face mask. So it's going to look and feel very different even at your resort. So you mentioned at the parks. So then what are the park plans for reopening? So the parks are going to have a staggered reopening. So Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom are going to be opening on July 11th. 
And Epcot and Hollywood Studios will be opening on July 15th. So they're going to just do two parks at a time. And it's going to be extremely reduced capacity when those parks open. So they're not saying exactly what that means. I know they were flat out asked, you know, what is capacity going to look like? And they're just not giving exact numbers, but we know it's going to be extremely reduced. All guests have to wear face coverings again, the entire time when you're in the parks and with Disney world, they're saying two-year-old and up have to wear face coverings. So I know CDC recommends three years and up to wear a face covering. Disney's requiring two and up. So that's different. And I think that's going to turn a lot of people away from the parks. Yeah, it's certainly, it's just a different vision of the whole thing, I'm sure, than what people plan. So it, it changes quite a bit. It does. I, You know, and it almost makes me wonder if they're trying to maybe help people to make the decision to cancel. You know, if they're really working on keeping reduced crowds, I think they're pushing hard without just like flat out canceling reservations. So I think they're basically trying to say, if you're coming with small children, we're not going to make it super easy. You're going to have to wear face coverings. They're also going to be doing temperature screenings when you get to the parks. So it'll be like a touchless thermometer, but you have to have your temperature taken before you're allowed in the parks. So if you have a temperature of 100.4 degrees Fahrenheit or above, you are not allowed into the parks and neither anyone in your group. Mm -hmm. And then the final one you mentioned, so resorts, parks, and then restaurants. Is that restaurants within the parks? Restaurants within the parks and also restaurants at the resorts as well. So with Disney, anyone who's been to Disney before knows you have to make restaurant reservations. This is going to sound crazy. 180 days in advance. So literally six months before your trip, you have to know where you want to eat and when. So It's crazy, right? But that's Mm -hmm. when you are, you know, a Disney person, you do it. You're up at the crack of dawn. You're booking those hard to get dining reservations. And it's for somebody like me, it's part of the fun. Well, Disney has canceled all of the reservations. So even if you had a trip later this year that you booked all your reservations for, they've just canceled them, which obviously is because they need to have limited capacity inside the Mm -hmm. restaurants. So they're taking reservations, assuming that these restaurants are going to be completely booked. Obviously, that's not something they can do anymore. So all restaurant reservations have been canceled. They're going to reopen restaurant reservations soon. They're still not open, though. So even if your your reservation or your, your trip is planned for July, which is right around the corner, restaurant reservations aren't open. So you're going to expect harder to get reservations, zero character meals. So character meals are a big thing at Disney World. You go to a restaurant, Mickey comes to your table and you get to take photos and and hang out with Mickey, kind of like a one-on-one thing. And it's a big part of Disney World. And Character meals are all canceled. Dinner shows are all canceled. Even in-room dining is canceled. So it's going to look very different. If you're somebody who likes to prepay for your food, Disney offers a dining plan canceled. So dining is very, very different right now. So you, you mentioned a few of the different safety measures. Masks, it seems like, are required in a lot of places. You mentioned the temperature checks. What other measures are they putting in place that you know about right now? Well, they're going to be things like reduce contact wherever they can do it. So let's say you do get a sit-down reservation. Your menu is going to be like a QR code that you scan with your phone to get the menu because obviously they don't want people touching menus and then they hand it off to the next person. They're going to be social distancing markers. So when you're at the parks, if you're waiting in line for a ride, you know, you don't want to be shoulder to shoulder with the person in front of you. You're going to see markers on the ground 
in the ride queue to make sure that everybody's distanced. You're going to see things like spaces on rides. So typically, like if I were to go to Disney and with my family, there are five of us. So one person's always a single, you know, whenever we go on any rides. So, you know, I might be paired up with a stranger. Well, that's not going to happen. They're going to keep groups together no single riders. You're not going to be sitting next to anybody you don't know. They will probably even have spaces in between ride cars, like on roller coasters. If, you know, Shanghai Disney, which just opened, that's how they're tackling rides. So I'd expect even just the rides to look a little bit different. You know, previously you could reserve, it's called Fast Pass. You can reserve, if you have park tickets, three rides in advance. So that way you can kind of skip the line. You get to pick these rides ahead of time. You skip the line, you just get right on the ride. That's gone all together. And it's because they need to keep everybody in a single line, in a single spot, and make sure everybody is spaced out accordingly. They're also doing park reservations, which is another way to, to kind of keep people, you know, from overcrowding and to keep people safe. So if you just have a regular park ticket, you can't just show up to the parks anymore. You have to make a reservation in advance just to get inside the park. So a lot of big changes and it's going to look very, very different. I didn't know that about FastPass because that's something that people really rely on to make their days a little bit smoother is using that system. Yes. And here's my take on that. And I like, I know people are very, very upset. I've, I've probably daily been getting emails from people like, they canceled my FastPass and what am I going to do? And I really wanted to go on this new ride. Here's the thing. I think capacity is going to be so low that it's not going to be an issue. I think if you're able to get a park reservation, you'll be able to get on whatever ride you want to. I don't, I would really be surprised if that was an issue. I think what the bigger issue is going to be is getting that park reservation itself. And that reservation system still is not out. So hopefully Disney will release that soon. But I think this, you know, nobody knew that this was going to happen. So I'm, I'm guessing they're kind of scrambling to get a system in place where they can get reservations taken for parks and so people can you know, take advantage of their tickets and their passes. It's an interesting situation to say the least. Yeah, that's a lot going on. Can you explain that a little bit more, the reservations? How did it used to be? And then how is the reservation system going to generally work? Can you describe yeah, that? Yeah, sure. So typically how it would work is you would purchase tickets and you would have two choices. You could either say, I know I'm going on these dates. So I'm going, you know, June 1st is when I'm going to be there. So I'm going to buy tickets for June 1st because prices for tickets are based on the dates and the number of days that you're going. So I'm going five days on June 1st. It's X amount of dollars. Or you could say, I want an open-ended ticket, and it's good for all of 2020, and you pay a little bit more for that. And so if you buy the dated tickets, those tickets are only good for a week. You have to use them, and then that's it. They're gone. They're expired. So people would purchase tickets with a specific date in mind and obviously make travel arrangements based on that. The parks closed very suddenly. So tickets now, if you had a dated ticket, They've been extended through September of 2021. So if you have a dated ticket, let's say for April of 2020, obviously the parks were closed in April. You have until September 2021 to use it. But here's the thing. If you want to go to the parks during this pandemic, you have to make an advanced reservation. So there's no word on how that's going to look as of yet. In the past, like, for example, when Star Wars Land at Disneyland opened, they took reservations and it was just an online queue. So it wouldn't surprise me if it was something similar to that. Disney has stated they're going to give people who had canceled trips priority. So if you have tickets 
and your trip was canceled, you will get priority. Or if you have a resort reservation for July or, you know, for that time period, you will get priority to make a reservation. So my guess is they will announce a date there will be an online queue and then you just have to sign up and pick your dates to get um, a reservation for the park, but they're not guaranteeing anything. So it'll be interesting Mm -hmm. to see how this all goes down. Yeah. So the reservation, it would be picking an actual date that you will be going. Yeah. An actual specific date. Yeah. So if you're, let's say you're going, you know, mid July and you have a trip for five days, you're going to have to go in there and individually pick like, all right, I want to go to Magic Kingdom on, you know, July 18th. And then I want to go to Hollywood Studios on July 20th. Like you're going to have to know which parks you want to go to on what date so that you can grab a reservation. Because if you don't have a reservation for your party, you're not going to be allowed in, even if you have a valid ticket. Boy, a lot of changes. So you've mentioned a lot of things already as far as preparations. Is there anything else that travelers should know before they plan a trip to Disney if they still (laughs) want to after all of this? I know. It's it's crazy. So I would also, I would say, temper your expectations because... You know, if you're even if you're able to get all these these reservations and you have your park tickets and you're able to get there, the parks are going to look very different. And I'm not just talking about face coverings. I'm talking about like parades aren't going to be a thing because you can't have people, you know, lined up shoulder to shoulder to watch parades. So parades and nighttime shows are not going to be a thing. Fireworks won't be a thing. Character meet and greets won't be a thing. So if you had a Disney trip planned for 2020, I would really, I would weigh the pros and cons. If you are a ride person, if you're like, I'm here to hit every single ride, this might actually be the time for you to go. This might be the perfect time to go because it's going to be limited capacity. You're not going to see a whole lot of people in the parks. I think for the most part, a lot of people are are canceling. This is just what I'm seeing on my end and the travel agent I partner with. You know, in conversations we've had, everybody's like, "Uh, I'm canceling or I'm pushing my trip out. So if rides are your priority, it might be a great time to go. You know, on the on the flip side of that, if you have small children, like I have a three year old and and I'm not going to be bringing her to the parks until all this is over because it's trying to keep a mask on her and her thing is character meets and she likes watching the parades. So for me to bring my child, it wouldn't be the same experience. We, you know, we wouldn't get as much out of it. And unfortunately, you're paying the same amount of money. There's no discount on tickets or Mm -hmm. hotel rooms at this point. So I think I would just weigh out what your priorities are as far as Disney goes to decide whether you want to go in 2020 or maybe you'd rather push your trip out to 2021 when things are back to normal, you know, cross our fingers. And also it'll be the 50th anniversary in 2021. So a lot of big fun celebrations that year anyway. Yeah, it seems like so many of the aspects of a Disney trip that you think about that you look forward to are going to be so different. I can see a lot of people canceling. Are people able to cancel trips that were already made if you had a trip for July that you made a year ago? Oh, yes. How is Disney handling that? Yeah, that's a great question. So Disney's been fantastic about handling changes and cancellations. Now, their policies are pretty good anyway. You know, it depends on if you book just a room or a package that includes tickets, but they're pretty great and their rules are pretty flexible as far as changing and canceling. But as of right now, with all of this going on, zero cancellation fees. So you can cancel at the last minute. Like if you're hemming and hawing or you want to wait and see, well, am I even going to be able to get that park reservation? Like maybe you want to see you know, before 
you, you decide to cancel? Can I even get the parks that I want on the days that I want? If you can't and you're like, you know what? I don't, I don't want to mess with this. You can call Disney and cancel and they will waive any fees. Or you can just push your trip out and they will waive fees for that as well. So I'm thrilled they're making it mm -hmm. as easy as possible for guests to change, to cancel, to do what they need to do. Right. Yeah, it seems like they're still figuring out their plan and then leaving people in the lurch. At least they're giving them the option to cancel and, and yes, exactly. change their trip. Exactly. Well, so you've mentioned some of this as well, but what else should visitors know if they do plan a trip and when they do arrive at the park? You mentioned temperature checks and a few other things. Is there anything else that they should know? I think I would just temper your expectations. You know, I, like you said, like Disney's figuring it out themselves. Universal mm -hmm. Studios just opened. And so I'm sure everybody is, you know, watching that very, very closely to see how guests respond to things like, you know, masks and social distancing. And and I guarantee Disney is going to be figuring it out as they go. You know, this is new territory for everybody. So I would temper your expectations. I would be kind to cast members who work there because they're all figuring it out and doing their best as well. And just do your best to, to kind of play it by ear and have fun. You know, not everything's going to be open. It's going to be a different experience, but like nothing like this has ever happened. So I like to go into it with the attitude of like, I was here when, you know, because this will mm -hmm. probably never happen again. So just do your best to, to kind of go with it if you can. Right. And back to cancellations, if you were hopeful and you're ready to be easygoing and everything and you're going to book a trip now, are the same lax cancellation policies apply to booking now for the future? Yeah. I, I don't know when they will put the regular cancellation fees back into effect. As of right now, it's just we're waiving fees. And that's for everything. That's for rooms. That's for dining. You know, if you're a no-show for a dining reservation, there's a small fee. Like stuff like that's all been waived. So as of right now, just all fees are waived and there's no specific end date. So I'm my guess, my best guess would be once all these other restrictions are lifted, those cancellation policies will go back into effect. That would be my best okay. guess. So typically they are a bit more strict, but they've changed it for this. Yes, exactly. I see. Okay. Well, that's great. It paints a pretty good picture of what people can expect, at least, and they can make their decisions. So that's a, a great overview of the reopening plans for Disney. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. I'd like to finish with general advice. Okay. So you know, pretend this wasn't all going on or somebody's planning a trip for a few years down the road and hopefully things are back to normal or, or mostly so. Sure. What would be your essential tips for planning a Disney trip? Ooh, I think even just doing a minimal amount of research will put you miles ahead of most people. I'm always amazed when I go to the parks and I see people like just they stop on Main Street and they're like looking at maps and, you know, trying to they don't know where they're going or what they should look at. And or, you know, you just go to the first attraction you bump into even just a minimal amount of planning will put you so far ahead of most people so that you're not standing in a two hour line because I won't I personally won't wait more than 20 minutes for a ride. So, you know, anything I can do to to minimize that wait. So just just a little bit of planning will, will get you a long way. And what are some of the most common mistakes that you see people make that you can help them avoid? Ooh, I think getting up early is a big one. Um, people like to sleep in, I would pick at least one day on your trip to get up early. 
the parks are so quiet first thing in the morning and you can go on all the big rides first thing in the morning. So even if it's just one day out of your trip, I know it's a vacation, but people are always like, oh, it's vacation. I want to sleep in. But if you can just do it one day, I think that will make a world of difference. So what's early? What When do they open? It depends. It could be as early as seven. It could be as late as 9 a.m. when the parks open. But if you get there early, like I would say about 30 minutes before the park actually opens, so you can get through security and you have to scan your ticket on your magic band. That'll get you into the parks for when they let everybody out to the ride. So you'll be able to, it's amazing the things you can do if you get there at park opening. I always tell people just one day, just do it once and then you can sleep the rest of your trip, I promise. Right. And you'll be a believer. Yes. (laughs) And what other Disney planning trip myths are there that you can debunk? Are there misconceptions people have about the whole process, especially for a first timer? I think the biggest one is that Fast Pass is something you have to pay for. So Fast Pass is, it's free for anybody with park tickets. Everybody in your group with a park ticket gets three Fast Pass. So that gives you, it's basically like cuts in the line. So you get to pick three rides that you get to cut the line and go straight straight onto the ride. And so people have this misconception like, oh, well, we can't do fast pass. I don't want to pay for it. It's extra. I don't want to do it. It's free with any park ticket or with any annual pass. So if you're in the parks and you have valid park tickets, there's no reason you shouldn't use fast pass. So whenever anybody's like, oh, I don't want to pay for that. I don't want to pay for that. Like, no, 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 it's free. It's free. And with that, do you have to select the rides ahead of time or is it you can walk up to any ride and use the fast pass? How does that work? Exactly? So you do have to select it ahead of time. And this again, because, you know, Disney planners are crazy. This one, if you are staying on a Disney property at one of the Disney resorts, you can pick your fast pass ride 60 days in advance. So again, you have to know which park you're going to be at two months ahead of time, which some people think is crazy. I love the planning, so it doesn't bother me quite as much. So you decide ahead of time which parks you're going to be at, and then you select your three rides 60 days in advance. And that's another thing that like I'm up at the crack of dawn as soon as they open those fast pass so I can get those great rides and don't have to wait in line for it. Julie, great tips. I think this is going to help people that are trying to plan a trip or maybe they have one planned and they're not quite sure what's going to happen. I think it helps them a lot. So I appreciate you joining. I sure hope so. Thank you for having me. What's the best place that people can find you online and connect with you if they want to? Well, the website is doubleyourwdw.com. I'm also on Facebook and Instagram. So you can just search doubleyourwdw on there. I have a podcast as well. Again, doubleyourwdw. It's Disney World Planning. So I'm kind of all over the place. You can find me a lot of places. That's great. We will link to all of that in the show notes. I appreciate you joining us. Thanks again. Thank you. I hope you have enjoyed our conversation today. Remember, there will be show notes and links. You can find links to show notes from our Twitter page. Our Twitter handle is Safe Travels FM. I have a small favor to ask. This is a new show, and so far feedback has been great, but we could use a good boost. There are a lot of ways that you can help. You can subscribe on your favorite podcast player app. You can rate us on the Apple Podcast app. You can share it with friends. You can share it to social media. All of these things would help. I would really appreciate it. Thanks again. Safe travels. <laughs>